0: Silver and Black Flashback with your host, author of the Raiders
2: Encyclopedia, Rich Schmelter. Whether you are from the North, the South, the East, or the West, or if your devotion to the Raiders began in Oakland, Los Angeles, or Las Vegas, we are all one family. We are Raider Nation. And like all families, we have histories. And our history with the Raiders is filled with incredible moments on both individual and team basis. And this is where Silver and Black Flashback comes into play, is a podcast dedicated to the long and glorious history of our beloved Raiders. I am your host and Raider historian, Rich Schmelter, ready to take you on another journey into Raiders history. Throughout the history of the Raiders, the linebacking position has been filled with talented and colorful individuals, many of whom left the game with Super Bowl rings as members of the Raiders. In this episode of Silver and Black Flashback, we are going to look at the story of Ralph Chip Oliver, a linebacker that left the team without a championship ring, but still managed to play a major role in the colorful history of our beloved Raiders. Born in Mississippi, Oliver was the son of an Army sergeant and traveled around the country while growing up as his father was transferred to numerous military bases during that time. The family eventually settled in San Diego, where Oliver attended Herbert Hoover High School in San Diego and played seven different positions in high, on the high school football team. It never seemed that football was going to be a part of Oliver's life after high school graduation in 1962. He did take jobs making pizzas, moving furniture, installing telephones, moving to Las Vegas for a while, and even got married for a short time. He decided to give school one more chance while working at a Coca-Cola plant where the physical labor allowed him to get into really good shape. He then got even more serious about conditioning through regular workouts and running. Oliver then enrolled at San Diego City College and decided to give football another try. He started out as a third-string fullback until the defense needed a spark in one game. Head coach Harry West looked over at Oliver and asked if he ever played defensive end, to which the reply was a solid yes. He just wanted to get into the action, so whatever was asked of him, the answer was yes. At 6'2", 200 pounds, Oliver established himself as a solid player, and at this time, San Diego City College was a football factory for the big-time colleges. It seemed a sure bet that Oliver was going to be recruited by one of those big-time programs in 1966. John Madden was just a few years away from beginning his Hall of Fame coaching career with the Raiders and was the linebacker coach at San Diego State. He tried like hell to get Oliver to stay in San Diego, but despite an incredible sales pitch from Madden, Oliver chose the University of Southern California to continue his education and football. Things seemed to work out well for Oliver at USC as he played middle guard for the 1967 USC Trojans national championship team. Enter John Madden once again. Now by this time, Oliver was ready to leave USC. Madden was now in his final year as linebacker's coach of the Oakland Raiders before assuming the head coaching position in 1969. He might have lost out in 1966 in convincing Oliver to play for him at San Diego State, but two years later, Madden had him with the Raiders. As the team selected Oliver in the 11th round of the 1968 college draft and the 298th overall player picked. Now, the 1968 college draft was considered one of the greatest in Raiders history. Offensive tackle Art Shell, quarterback Ken Stabler, and defensive back George Atkinson were all part of that college draft that year. Now, the amazing thing about that is Art Shell, Ken Stabler, they both went into the Pro Football Hall of Fame after their careers were over. And George Atkinson became one of the most vicious tacklers from the defensive backfield that the Raiders ever had. However, Art Shell and John Madden both considered Oliver to be the best find that the Raiders had in that year's draft. Oliver proved himself by receiving high praise from the Raiders as a special teams player and very active linebacker meaning that he moved well and was always around where the ball was going from his outside linebacker position. At six two, two 220 pounds, he averaged five tackles a game and scored one touchdown on an interception return. While Oliver was performing extremely well for the Raiders on the field, thousands of young people across the United States were rising up against the establishment. It was the Summer of Love, which started in 1967, but it appeared to be so much fun that it continued for some time after that. It was huge on the West Coast, mostly in San Francisco and Los Angeles, but eventually it made its way clear across the country and consisted of mostly young people listening to hippie music, consuming drugs, and practicing free love and protesting the Vietnam War. The movement did stretch far into big cities, smaller towns, and even into the world of professional football, and no one player best exemplified the counterculture than Ralph Chip Oliver who went on from rising star linebacker to full-blown commune-dwelling hippie. Even during training camp in Santa Rosa, Oliver hid marijuana in the apple orchards near the Raiders practice facility. He then snuck away to smoke weed while strolling up and down the rows of trees. He also became a vegetarian during the 1969 season and experimented with mind-altering drugs like LSD. Life as a professional football player was never really a passion for him, even though he had a starting position on a team always in serious contention for a championship. Still, he seemed to be searching for something else and found it while riding his motorcycle in Mill Valley, California. He stopped at a vegetarian restaurant run by members of a hippie commune called One World Family. Oliver was quickly taken in by the tranquil setting he began going back to the restaurant more often and felt a calmer feeling coming over him and seemed to find what he was missing in his, whole, in his life. Now, just, this is just an opinion, but does anyone else think that all the weed and LSD he took would have given him a calmer feeling as well? Anyway, no judgment here, and on with the story. He still remained with the Raiders through the 1969 season, but his attitude toward the game was changing rapidly he tried to convey his feelings onto his teammates at a time when most pro football players still had old school ways. While his teammates were eating eggs, meat products and potatoes, which was considered the norm for football players during this time, Oliver broke out his fruit salads, vegetables and fresh fruit juices. During pregame ups Oliver would come out onto the field full of energy, sprint around the stadium and then hit the ground to begin yoga moves. Needless to say, His teammates looked at him like he was some kind of nut, even for the freewheeling Raiders, who clung to the edge of reality on many occasions. Actually, Oliver was truly ahead of his time. Yoga, health foods, and fruit juices are now embraced by professional athletes and allow them to sustain a higher level of performance over both the course of a season and a career. Oliver might have been a trailblazer without knowing it, but when he played, he was looked at as a hippie outcast. By May of 1970, the commune life completely consumed Oliver. He informed Al Davis and head coach John Madden that the world of professional football was a silly one and that he was quitting. He took off for the simpler life, gave up his worldly possessions, and started working at a vegetarian restaurant. On May 6, 1971, just one year after leaving the Raiders, Oliver was arrested in St. Louis, Missouri, on charges of possessing drug paraphernalia however the charges were dropped for lack of evidence and just one month following his arrest Oliver looked to rejoin the Raiders now John Madden was one of Oliver's biggest supporters since 1966 it was now in his third year as Raiders head coach he looked to do whatever he could for players he cared a great deal about and wanted to see what Oliver still possessed football wise after becoming a vegetarian Oliver lost almost 50 pounds He entered training camp at 175 pounds, and Madden tried him out at safety, but the comeback was short-lived. Chip Oliver did write a book called High for the Game in 1971, and then faded into Obscurity. By the way, folks, this is a great book, and I highly recommend it. One final interesting note on Chip Oliver was that he did some acting while attending USC. He even managed to earn a part in the pilot episode of Archie Bunker's son-in-law in what turned out to be one of TV's most famous series, All in the Family. However, when the show actually aired, Oliver lost out on the role to Rob Reiner. Well, that's it for this week on Silver and Black Flashback. And as always,
0: I love you, Raider Nation. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture